Howdy, God Almighty. This is the Sweat Equity Podcast coming to you from Cigar City Studios in the Toco Works office in Ybor City. It is bums asshole hot outside this summer, uh, and I'm sweating like a pig just doing this intro in an air-conditioned office. Um, I'm your host, Law Smith. On this episode, we have uh, 208 Monkeys. They're actually across the hall from us in this office. And um, we've, we've been talking back and forth. These guys are real cool and kind of have the same kind of outlook I do and ha- in, that, in that area of, you know, they're really good at video and animation. How do they get to that next level? We talk about patience, you know, being curious and trying to attack it. Uh, the obstacle is the way, the, those sort of things. And so... You know, this was a fun, it was a fun little Friday afternoon podcast, to you, a little relaxed. Uh, this could have gone on for probably about three hours, and, you know, we made it what it is. Feel free to send any guest requests to the Facebook page, Sweat Equity Podcast, or you can email me, law, L-A-W, at tocoworks.com, T-O-C-O-W-O-R-K-S.com, not Taco Works, as everybody's everybody's kind of monkey brain reptilian brain goes right to tacos because you know they're great and there's a taco emoji and you have taco tuesday and you have taco in the league uh there's a lot of good taco thing taco bell a lot of good taco stuff so everybody's brain kind of goes that way when we're just toco which is always that thing of like oh i haven't done my job branding us correctly to make sure people don't dick that up so that's fun that's one thing uh the other thing is uh we've got a lot of guests coming up i'm gonna bank a bunch of episodes because baby smith's coming around the corner early september so guests send them my way and uh any questions you want answered on air let me know we keep the seat open for caleb he's welcome back anytime i don't know if he's coming back he may, he may not, he may join us whenever. I may have other people just come in and co-host just because it's a fun hang. So we're going to we're gonna have a lot of episodes kind of, uh, I'm going to start banking a few just so we have one every Wednesday now because uh, Tuesday is a little too rushed. And this is kind of, you know, one of the 30 things I'm doing during the week. And I'm not saying that like that person who's saying like, oh yeah, I'm busy. And it's like, Bitch, I know you just you, I know you're not. You just talked about fucking the whole Bloodline series on Netflix. I know you're not that busy if you figured out how to squeeze in every episode of Game of Thrones. You know, my my point is that busy term, I feel like it you want to like put your head through a brick wall when people tell you tell you they're super busy and they're and you just you feel it you know they're not and then but you actually are like pulling 16 18 hour days like I'm doing and kind of losing my mind like I'm talking to no one right now I'm just in a room by myself so anyway uh this is a fun episode iTunes Podbay wherever you listen to podcasts we're gonna uh get the college football podcast the triple option started uh, in about two weeks, so mid mid August, we'll get that going, and 
enjoy this. This is fun. This is good times. And um, look up 208 Monkeys. Like them. Go to 208 Monkeys. 208Monkeys.com. And uh, it looks good on them. Oh, by the way, you need to like. <laughs> we'll do the radio thing where you have to say your name so people can understand who's who. Okay, cool. Gotcha. So wh- whoever uh, wants to go first. Hector Velez, I'm a Pisces, and I uh, I like walking on the beach. There you go. <laughs> um, Damien Alpazar, uh, also a Pisces, and um, I don't really like the beach that much. No. No, that's a, that's a total lie. I just had to be opposite of Hector. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like well, two Pisces. You, that's like why you all are partners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't understand how, I know there's more film festivals than other ever than, but like, I don't understand the model. Like, uh, I get, I get going to the festival and maybe being seen and bought. Is there just more opportunity now for that? Just because it's, it's kind of like the music festival thing. It's kind of expanded where every city's like, Hey, we can do a couple of these a, a year. And I don't know. I feel like it used to be go to Sundance. Hopefully, if you got into Sundance, you can get picked up. And then now, what what's it like? Well, there are definitely a lot more uh, music festivals. I mean, sorry, movie festivals, music festivals, you know, festivals in general out there. Um, I guess what the, the main um, purpose of it is is to uh, gain exposure. I mean, it's like anything else. You have a captive audience. Um, you have professionals in the industry from city to city and town to town. Uh, obviously, the bigger and more prestigious festivals have um, an acceptance procedure. Uh, you get accepted. Um, just being accepted in some of these festivals is already a credit. That means that hey, you didn't suck. You know, yeah. <laughs> you did most. Yeah, of yeah. You did mostly everything right. Um, then beyond that, um, there's the exposure, mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, credit that you get as far as the street cred. If you get you know any kind of awards or any kind of things beyond that, so. A lot of the things that we do, especially in the creative industry, whether it's music or film or whatever, um, credit really does start to lend towards either potential uh, future clients, potential future gigs. Um, if you need financing for another film uh, further down the line, you could say, hey, look, we were in this film festival. We won this award. We've d- done these things. And then people you know, start to believe more into your products. So. No, no. You know what I always think about is the little, uh, the Greek kind of, uh, the leaves that mm-hmm. go around. Like mm-hmm. it's been in this, it's been in this film festival. And now they're, th- that thing's been so diluted that uh, for the, I'm, I'm making pantomime, which is bad pod, but basically, um, what is it called? God damn it. It's the, it's like a, it's I almost call like it the Caesar headband. Yeah. It, yeah. It looks like the cult symbol almost. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like, but it's the leaves that go on the crown of Caesar or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but now that you look at them, it'll be like, it'll be like the, uh, the Wetumpka, Alabama film festival. And you're like, what? You can't get those leaves. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, you just got to filter through the right ones. Yeah. It's sort of like those races, you know, that they do now with the Spartan races and all that. There's oh, like I thought we were talking about people. Okay, oh. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is going to get weird. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You just got to filter through the right festivals. You know, you just can't send it to anyone. I thought you were like Mexicans out. Get out of here. All <laughs> no, right. <no. laughs> 
build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. It's just you got to put the right, you know the right festivals, pick the right ones, and know which ones are legit and which ones. Usually, it's, um, from what we learned, is the ones who's been out there the longest. Yeah. So you don't want to get one that just is new. You know, that's been out for a year. Right. You know, give it like at least five, ten years festivals out there. And if you can get SAG festivals, even better. Yeah. yeah. Well, SAG is funny. Uh, I remember when I was like trying to go for commercials. I lived in L.A. for like five years and I would I do like commercial auditions just for fun and see if I could get them. And I was like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, SAG's really cool because uh, they take your first check no matter what. And you're like, what? And they go, no, no, no yeah, you're. Whoa. Uh oh. Non-professional. Wow. Non-professional. <laughs> but you get like they they rip basically your first check, maybe your first couple of checks, so you pay end of SAG and you're always in it, but then you have health insurance and stuff, which I guess is fine. But I just don't like that that non choice. Like mm. you're the union's so strong with SAG that they'll just rip your check. And the only guy I remember that wasn't in SAG was the Dell, the Dell computer guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, that's what's going to ruin him, basically. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> the guy's sitting on a mountain of weed in Austin or something like that. Is he? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just <laughs> guessing. It, by the way, if you need a drink, there's beer. There's a few beers in there. I have to go to the store. And then there's some Florida Cane Vodka, which is our new neighbor in Ybor City. Really? Yeah. The day that I had, to stop, I had to stop um, drinking for 16 weeks. Wait, what now? They got me. Uh, I'm starting the train again. So my... Coaches got me off of like I can't drink anything for 16 weeks for competition. What competition? It's uh, it's supposed to be a weightlifting competition. Really? Yeah. So you used to do this? Nope. First time ever. And I, the last night I did it, took him to the gym, a little like 1980s gym. Rocky should be in there. <laughs> and when we got there, the guys like the only thing I asked that you start on today is no drinking. Really? Yep. So you both are doing this just like just let's me. Get sh oh, okay. Well, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just him, so it makes it a little bit more difficult on me. Because the first thing I said before we came on this podcast was, "Hey, man, do we should we grab a beer or something?" And uh, he's like, uh, "Dude, I just started today." You're, <laughs> you, uh, you're welcome to do it. If I wasn't, I'm, I'm, I've got to go hang out with my Korean mother-in-law after this, so I'm, I, I'm on my toes. You know, okay. she's. You might need a couple drinks. I, I will, <laughs> but I don't want to come in wasted. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I need to ease into it. I need to, like, sneak drinks while I'm around my house. Yeah. But she's, uh, she'll call me raw, and then I'll be like, huh? And then I'll be like, ah, I don't know what's going on. So w what made you want to do that? Because I think that's interesting, always trying to give yourselves these side goals while you got – you guys, I mean, I bitch about being in my office a lot. You guys are probably in – y'all are across the hallway, but y'all are probably in there – just as much if not more than i am i mean you guys are on 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 the uh, on the road or on site or whatever uh so you're always working but like what made you want to do this are you just like i need this side challenge to yeah it's just like a healthy body healthy mind kind of deal you know we sit down about 12 hours a day sometimes 15 just sitting on the computer editing editing and doing you know going through different things and i was like you know what i just got to do something yeah something that's going to be challenging to me so I decided to do it. I like it. No, yeah. I, I'm going to do a half marathon with my buddy. And, and like, we, I haven't talked about it much on the podcast or any of that. But because I don't want to be that guy who gets credit before for doing it. <laughs> but like, we do accountability thing where like, you know, we're, we're texting each other like, hey, I, I did a shitty, you know, mile at least. Or yeah. I did, you know, three miles. It's hot as shit outside. So it's kind of tough sometimes. But I think it's good. I think it's good to have those challenges because it helps business. It helps like. 
it uh, it kind of helps like all things really if it you're does. taking care of that. But I don't know if I can do the sober for four months. Have you done that before? Uh, just, what about know. weed? Does that count? No, you know actually <laughs> that actually helps. <laughs> that if you've actually, seen pumping iron. Um, they said that it was um it was okay. That's okay. okay. You know, just don't do cigarettes. If you vapes, even better. Uh. So you know, it's yeah. one of those things that. I mean, better, healthier. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> not so, cooler. Okay. No, yeah, definitely not cool. But you Just. know, but you now he said that it, that's it's okay to do that versus the drinking. It's the drinking which keeps you, you know, um, I guess moderate levels. Well, it's the it's the if the drinking slows down the metabolism, the sugar, the breakdown. I mean, there's is, there's a whole yeah there's a whole biological and chemical reason as to why the drinking is far worse when you're trying to get physically fit sure then you know and the thing and I, I guess what you have to do is you got to give at least one thing i mean you got to sacrifice one things to the workout gods sure. so you know i have to give away and i see you had tito's over there and the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> like, oh i need some of that right now yeah so it's been hard i mean it's been really hard 23 hours <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Extremely I mean, hard. well, it's tough. I was like, yesterday we had a meeting at five, and I was like, yeah, I feel like having some Tito's at this meeting, so that's going to happen. And, you know, um, four shots later, I'm like, uh, I'm going to go to bed at 7.30 at night. Um, <laughs> what? So I guess my thing with y'all is how did y'all get started? You guys are doing some kind of I'll, – I'll brag about y'all so you don't have to because I think people are weird about that when they get on the podcast. But – I mean, y'all are doing kind of big time productions. I don't know what you're doing with our neighbor next door that I've never met, Digital Caviar. Mm -hmm. But uh, you guys have worked with, or you guys are working with them, I guess. Um, and then you, y'all have done a bunch of commercials for HSN. I remember when y'all showed me like six months ago some of the stuff you did for Serena Williams's uh, brand and uh, Jessica Simpson's brand, mm -hmm. I think. Um, Go ahead and fill in the gaps, but I don't even know how y'all kind of came about or any of that. I just know you have a – I walk into the dungeon of the office with <laughs> a bunch of nerds that are like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> that are scared shitless. You have like, yeah, You have like six dudes like editing stuff. They're like, oh, my God, who are you? Um, well, the, the, the general story, um, Hector and I have known each other for years and years and years. I mean, brother from another mother. Uh, over 18 years and we've worked together on just so many different projects throughout the time I mean I'm talking about we're talking high school you know projects and stuff I mean all the way yeah, back then sure um, and we got involved with TV um, seriously got involved with TV we've been doing production and things like that for a while but we got involved in TV probably um, 10 12 years ago and um, worked for a little rabbit ear Spanish station uh, actually not too far from here it's long since gone but um our job was to take a Spanish station, make it relevant. It was, um, it was pretty uh, just so show public. Of, yeah, it was a lot of tits. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, well, no, it was more <laughs> like public access in that regards. It was Spanish so public just, access, just basically. a C cup, basically. Yeah. Yeah. keep it classy. <laughs> it was very, it was you know, church. Yeah, very church. Okay. Nothing but church. So definitely. a healthy B. All yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So okay. then we had when we had to go in there and you know rated R a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. They literally asked us to come up with programming that would you know draw in a bigger crowd. So we had run of a station basically oh okay and they were like guys do whatever you want and we're like are you sure about that <laughs> yeah but i want to see all right what about uh, before you got to that point you guys were in high school fucking around or what yeah like, yeah you know pick up a camera um put some i mean hector and his brother zaid uh, have been uh, in music and things like that so we've always done something in the music and entertainment field since we were probably teenagers I yeah mean, it's always been 
do something, you know, in that field. Sure. Um, we developed our skills and uh, we used to have animation battles. Yeah. You, so to, you build a robot, I build a robot, I'll kick your robot's butt. You yeah. know, and, and, and then we thing, fell yeah. in love with South Park, so we are like, yeah, let's make South Park 3D. Yeah. So, like, uh, what are we? T- what year are we talking? Because I'm trying... 1997, 98. So, yeah, that'd be middle school for me. Is that about the same? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that... Because I, I remember messing around with a lot of that stuff. Like, I was... I've, I've been a computer nerd for a while, but, like, I always did other stuff. I always played sports and stuff, and it was... Kind of, but when I didn't have shit to do, I'd just be on my computer all the time. Um, so I kind of, I was trying to explain to a client that's in Idaho or uh, Spokane or something right now, and like, she's sixty-two, and I'm like, it's taken three meetings to get her on Google Hangout, and I'm like, yeah. ah, oh yeah, I take all this shit for granted because I grew up with this. I forgot yeah. about that. So we were talking, we were laughing about that, and but for y'all, it's one of those things where I do, I remember like checking out the South Park on Winamp and all this yeah. shit and, like, uh, getting progs and AOL chat rooms and all that stuff. Me and my buddy Blake, we laugh about it. Uh, but for y'all, like, you challenge each other. How do you do animation back in the 90s? Like, was it Ooh, that's that's very slowly? Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. There was no – remember, there was no uh, YouTube. Uh, or yeah, one of, of our that employees that made fun of the fact. that like, well, how do – why was it so difficult to learn animation? I mean, I mean, why do you just YouTube? Wait a minute, was yeah. the internet around? He was yeah. born when the internet <laughs> was just created. Like, yeah, YouTube <laughs> was like oh four or five, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, you know, like when it kind of like I, I remember it in college, and we were like, "Whoa, this is a game changer!" And I was too lazy to do anything from there. But I was like, we di- I didn't really have the the kind of opportunistic kind of mind, not in a bad way, but like I couldn't capitalize on that like I could right now yeah uh but for y'all because i remember hearing about south park and i was like oh my god these guys like they sat down and did construction paper and like just did it clip by clip uh it seems like that i would kill myself if i had to do that how did you how did you all not kill yourself well (laughs) um remember how he talks about the whole physical thing that we do on the side yeah where we actually met was in martial arts okay so there's a there's a large portion of meditation that mm. comes with the martial arts, and I guess that sort of patience is what you need to do animation. Just in general, you just need to be patient. For me, also was I used to do the, we used to gag, people. Oh yeah. So what would we do is like we thought it was the funniest thing at the time because you're young, you you know you're dumb. But I was like I'm gonna put on my a big penis on top of my friend's head and I'm gonna move it frame by frame and we're just <laughs> gagging and, and then I'm gonna email it to everybody. And and, and <laughs> that's still funny now. Yeah. Well, our, our biggest thing was um oh you want to mess with me, dude? I I know how to animate and I know Photoshop. I will make I will put you in gay porn and no problem, <laughs> dude. And then then of course our one friend who was actually gay was like uh, no dude put me in straight porn and then I'm then I'm really gonna be <laughs> a problem. I'm like whatever man I'm just gonna make it so that it's not cool for you that's but all yeah then we were like hey man we could probably do something with this yeah for real yeah so I mean that maybe we can get paid to do this <laughs> well yeah you do it for free and you're interested in it and then you do it for free for a while until you a Spanish a Spanish TV station picks you up yeah so how did you, all right so what go fast forward back to uh, to the Spanish TV station how old are y'all how old are we now, or how old are we then? Then. Uh, it was, uh, what, seven, eight years ago? Oh, it was like 12. 
12 years ago? Yeah, I know you lose track of time. I do. I, I totally lose He's track of time. He's bad at timing. <laughs> yeah. Do not ask me time. <laughs> that's why you need I, I, an AD. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much. That's, uh, you know, that's I, part of the weed, see? That's uh, why. Well, yeah. you know, it, maybe it's just he's really patient with time. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And meditation. Yeah, so, uh, so, so let's we call it callback, my friend. <laughs> no, uh. Yeah, so let's call it 12 years ago. Okay. And um, what we basically did was we just took all the messing around that we have done and some, you know, side gigs and professional stuff that we've done, you know, like, you know, one-offs here and there, mm-hmm. and um, we started putting all ideas together and making TV shows. So one sports show, one kids show, one uh, magazine show, and uh, a talk show. Uh-huh. That's it. So we put together these four different types of shows. Okay. Um, we were able to use all our different skill sets, but really, what the what the cool thing was that we were able to just experiment, and that really is a platform that you don't normally get when you're first starting off. Someone sure. Just sit there and says just experiment just learn just do what you want to do um it was it was vietnam training though because everything we did went out on air and if it was messed up we heard about it you know hey by the <laughs> way you put this thing on air and there was a misspelling on there or there was yeah. you know th- this this frame didn't do this right and so you were getting feedback immediately as to what was working and what wasn't sure and um it was you know you learned to tighten up very quickly yeah i mean that's <laughs> I mean, that's like uh, I've brought this up a bunch on our podcast, but the best thing I got with my first real job was I was like, hey, uh, I'd I'd ask a bunch of questions. I'd try to be curious and try to do a little bit more. Uh, And it was a grunt job at like a mutual fund company. It's a really great company. It just wasn't I couldn't get up every morning and really get into it. But I would be like, hey, uh, how do I um, how do I do this thing in Excel? And the guy would come over, a buddy of mine, his name's Sean, I think either Sean or Joe, I can't remember which guy did it, but it, he came over, he's like, oh yeah, let me show you. And he typed in Google, he's like, fucking figure it out yourself. And he just walked away and I was like, uh. <laughs> and, but that's the best thing I ever happened to me work-wise because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I need to try this first and I need to go through the fire a little bit mm-hmm. before I'm like w- pulling in and wasting someone else's time to go, hey, how do I do this? I'm sure that, might be a similar scenario, but you guys were just thrown in the fire and you're like, oh, we're going to keep now we're going to have to keep these operations going, figuring this out on the fly. Is that kind of how it happened? Yeah. Um, Like, here's how a lower third comes in and like, here's how we have to do a name graphic and all that stuff. And just it was it was it was. Hey, look, we need a bilingual station and we need some programs and we need it to be on Verizon and you have three months. Go. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. And so, all right. So y'all were doing that. How long did y'all do that for? Don't ask me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say about two to three years. Whoa. Yeah. So you had to come up with content, shoot it, all that stuff, everything. Yeah, to present yeah. it to Verizon to see if the Verizon would pick up the station, and they did. Oh, so it was like almost like a startup kind of deal where someone. Yeah, they were doing yeah, a whole rebrand. It, it, yeah, it was the whole before you know, um, before they went to HD. Yeah. So you know they they have different networks. Oh, sorry. You all good. Um, so we did we'll, that. We'll cut that in post. Yeah. We won't. But yeah. So all this is pre-recorded. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're not doing this live. I uh, we'll fuck. Her. I might need y'all's advice on how to set up a like a two-shot camera in here and and encode it to stream on YouTube and Facebook Live. But for now, we're not doing Dude, that. Dude, the best okay. thing about it is that now they got it where you can edit it on like an iPad, so it'll be easy. Yeah. yeah. They're they're making our job way too easy, or they're making us obsolete. One of the two. Haven't figured it out which one I <laughs> which one it is yet. Well, I mean, I, I sent y'all the the episode, uh, and if you're 
new to the podcast it's episode i think 29 it's back it's back a ways with uh zach yeager who's from here who'd made break content i don't know if y'all had time to listen to it or not but uh it's one of those things where he's just finding he was working with big uh advertising agencies and basically going okay um these budgets are insane we're sending people around the world and it's like hey i can figure out that budget and he sussed all these people around the world uh, all these photographers and videographers and then he also had producers with each of these people which is really smart i didn't really think about that you need a p you need a project manager essentially your pm mm-hmm. uh who's the producer role who's gonna like hone that that creative person in keep them on a schedule and then he's basically like he's got a whole network out there of freelancers around the world and he's basically kind of hacked a lot of that cost accounting for for coca-cola or some of these huge like huge accounts so i feel like that's something to kind of I'm sure y'all are keeping your eye on that, how that's going to actually kind of change y'all's oh, business. That's changing our business completely. I mean, yeah, you, gotta, you have to, you know, we've come to find out is that the labor work is not where the future is at. What's it, that mean? Like, you know, an editor or a mm-hmm. person who can draw because okay. it's becoming so cheap Yeah. now to do it. And now there's software to do stuff like that. Like you were saying, the editing. Th- there's an editing that you don't need an editor. You just need an iPad and someone can just cut the different cameras and it's done. Yeah, so, you know, that's pretty scary. So, you know, and that's new technology. So you can imagine what it's going to be down 10 years. But one thing we learned, too, is what you can't buy is creativity. Sure. You know, what I mean, so you got to be on your toes. You got to always be creative, always thinking ahead and thinking the future. I mean, of different things. So but yeah, that's a very scary thing for our field. So how do you pr- how do you prove I, I deal with this a lot, too, because I'll mm-hmm. do a lot of creative work just on the fly. I don't do the actual like for y'all. You may not actually touch the apps that you edit with. You may just be directing a bunch of guys, which is what I do. Yeah. Uh, but I can draw. I can draw logos, and I can draw ideas, and I can write up scripts if I have to. But then I just go, "All right, here's here's the idea. Now run with it. Here's what I'm looking for, because I need to use my time as best I can." I'm sure y'all deal with that. I I have a problem trying to prove to a lot of people why this is valuable, which is I on my side it's insane, and I you know y'all y'all agree with that how do y'all prove that value of like hey the creative part this isn't you know we're doing this for you it's not as easy as you think it is because you have to hone in creativeness a Mm -hmm. little bit i don't i fucking hate artists that are like i need i just need to be me and i need to like i need three weeks to do this and that was us 12 years ago sure and that was me with stand-up when i first started too it's like jokes that just have to come to me i can't sit down and write them it's like and then when I started doing it, I read about Jim Gaffigan. He would just sit down with a legal pad like I have in front of me right now, and he would just write something at the top and then just try to write, freeform write. And when I started doing that and treating it kind of like a job a little bit, mm-hmm. my stand-up got so much fucking better. And so I, I don't I don't take that shit from any of the artists I have that I use as freelancers. I just go, yeah, everybody's got due dates, so don't tell me that you need – this amount of time and the guys i really am drawn to are guys like y'all or uh our new client who's uh man-made murals who just he's like just fucking work ethic all over the place so i feel like there's a way to be creative but you have to give yourself due dates or you just ne- it'll never get done yeah you got to be able to produce i mean you got to be able to um create on a deadline i mean this is the, the the art business and the creative business is still a business 
So you have to be able to actually get things done, stay as creative as possible, but within a time box, within the time frame. Uh, otherwise, the rest of the world just can't operate on whenever the, the mojo comes to you. It's <laughs> that just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so how do y'all do that? How do y'all, how do y'all pitch the value of y'all's creativeness to clients? Is that is that kind of an open-ended question? No, no, no. I, I think it's Do a... Do you need Tito's? Well, no. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, no, I think it's like a two, two parts because there's the early artist who's just getting started and has very little portfolio and very little track record. Right. So that guy probably, or gal, has to probably go out there and um, not only pitch and sell, but they may have to... They sometimes often take a hit on, you know, some either value, some prices... They may also end up in a situation where they have to um, just do stuff of their own on their own projects and say, look, this is what I've already done for myself. This is what I've done for, you know, people that have trusted me in the past. And I will do this for you at a probably, a, you know, at, at this rate, because there's always going to be comparison. They're going to say, well, why why should I go with you with no portfolio of any work? And even though you're super creative and you're selling me on it, but right. you've got no, I've no proof that you can actually do this Yeah. versus this person who has a huge track record and they may cost more, but at least I know they're going to get the job done. So there's always that phase. Yeah. Um, and that really never goes away. What only <laughs> happens, <laughs> and I'll say why, because even though we have a portfolio of business now, so we can, that we can lean on that a little bit and say, look, we definitely could do this for you because Look at what we've done for them. Right. They paid us for it. They've made profit off of it. You know what I mean? There's a return on investment. Our creativity made money. So we have that. Yeah. Problem is that everyone's very, very narrow-minded. So even if you've um, done creativity for, let's say, a bakery, a cookie shop, and a donut shop, for some reason, the French pastry people are going to be like, yeah, but you've never done French pastry before, so can you really do yeah. this? Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, I mean, it's it's – to me, it's pretty much the same thing. Obviously, there's some changes because it's your brand. But right. Yeah. So there's always th you still have to do a little bit of proof of them. Uh, but luckily, once you have to build that portfolio, you have to build that. There is a little level of creative uh, creativity and credibility that you have to kind of build simultaneously to prove it. Unfortunately, it's in your head until otherwise proven. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's when like we talked like before y'all revamped your site, I was like, you guys have much better stuff that you're not pushing out there. Like, you gotta, like... <laughs> we're horrible at that. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, we're, horrible we're bad at it, too. So, don't, I, I understand that part, too. It's really hard to... It's really hard to be your own promotion agent, almost. Mm -hmm. um, you have to kind of take a step back a little bit, which is kind of a, a corny way of, like... I try to think about it. If I'm my own manager, I think I could figure this out. But it's all... It, at the same time you can start really pushing for that when you have the capacity, you know, like I, we're not going to go hard in the paint and probably until like mid September, because I think our, our, our ability to take on the work we want to go for, we'll be able to do that. So you're going to see me douche out big time in the local media stuff pretty soon. But like, my thing is like, uh, that thing of always trying to prove it with the client. I, People are like, well, what kind of, what industry, what niche is yours? And I'm like, nothing. And I know that's like almost a fool's kind of philosophy in business, but we're, we're, we are targeting certain areas, you know, just to give a basic criteria. It's like, do they have a marketing budget? Let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the second part is, do they have the personality to really listen? You know, that's what, those are really the two we're kind of gunning for. Do they understand marketing? advertising makes sense branding all this stuff 
the stuff that we do, strategy, cost cutting, anything consulting wise, they need help. We could help almost any business really, but do they understand that they can't do it all themselves, which I'll see with some law firms that think they can do it and they don't. You I know. have a buddy who, uh, just graduated from school and can totally do my entire website, that kind of deal. Yeah. Or I have a cousin who uh, well, his my son can do it. Yeah. Oh, we just got outbidded. Oh, I talked to this guy. You know, he said your website's too – the bid you gave us is too expensive, and he's going to do it. And I was like, okay, so you're telling me – so you're telling me a, another person that's going to do a website for you, t- technically our competitor in this scenario, mm-hmm. said we're not <laughs> – we're too expensive – by the way, did you read the whole proposal? Because the we we knocked down the website to very little. the The real chunk of this is you have no brand, and we have to do all your branding and all your messaging and all the taglines and what you're about. Who are you? Oh, but I can get clip art for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. What are you talking about? I, yeah. go, to, I go to Logos R Us. <laughs> yep, I can go to yeah. Ninety Nine Designs. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. It it it'll start out at Ninety Nine dollars, but you'll end up paying way more than you would have if you went through us kind of thing. Everybody's a web designer, I guess, with Wix. Well, and then y- they come right back to you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I oh, dude, I. It's funny because I throw it out there and I just go, okay, talk. I get cocky a little bit and I just go, all right, I'll talk to us when that doesn't work out and then we'll be here. And I'd say nine out of ten times that happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it really depends on – and that does happen quite a lot. We get we get what we call the drop ball syndrome where that someone goes and they try to do something with someone else and that person drops the ball and we just pick it up and run to the end zone with oh, it. Oh, yeah. But – um. It, what ends up happening is that it really just depends. I mean, that's actually kind of a filter, too. Some would call it a fumble, but... Uh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> drop ball, fumble, whatever. Um, but uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the my, 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 all, all the people out there are like, he doesn't know football. <laughs> yeah, I do know it's called uh, a fumble. He's Canadian. <laughs> are you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm as far from... Well, that, hold on. No offense to my Canadian brothers and sisters out there. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Cuban. Okay, uh, that that's works. Right. On the other side, we we, we with football, <laughs> <laughs> pelota, yeah, pelota, uh, yeah. Um, no, but you know what ends up happening is you end, that ends up acting as a filter because then you do have those people that are just looking for the cheapest, dumbest thing that they can get, yeah. which is okay. I mean, that's what you want. That's what you go for. And then there are the people that actually genuinely want something of value, and then they go and they spend money, and then they come back because they realize, geez, you know what, um, I should have done this correctly the you know the first time right you Um, can't do everything on an iphone yeah even though you think you might you really have to it's really tough to do Mm -hmm. and i guess that's the real um threat the threat isn't for example the squarespace and the wix and the apps that can edit and stuff like that that's not really the threat to the business no what the real threat is is the perception that now that this stuff is available it's easy it's the auto-tune yeah, you can put it like it's auto tune. Right. You know what I mean? So it makes it sound like oh, anyone, anyone sing because you can put auto tune on it. Right. Anyone could do those kinds of design because you know we got an app for that. Right. And there's still there's still a, a, a large. I mean, you on Squarespace could do a lot more than any Joe mm-hmm. Blow. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. There's still that skill set and that knowledge that is involved that people um, tend to forget. Um, Honestly, you know, it's more it's more about communication with the client than it is actually the work. You know, I look, I, I track all my hours, and I spend more time educating, communicating what they need than anything. And we're gonna automate that a little bit, but like, for instance, and I'm sure you guys deal with the same thing. I want to shoot a video, so I shot, I, I sent this to a friend before I even, I was like, I got the guys across the hallway, but I'm gonna filter this a little bit. Let's see how serious this is. 
and I go, okay, what's the objective of the video? That's number one. All right, what are we doing? Number two, where is this going to be played? Where do you think this is going to be played? Website, Facebook, okay, because those iterations matter in formatting, all right? Uh, number three, it, what's the setting? Uh, are, are there multiple settings, or is it just is there a script? Do we need people? And I started breaking down, like, all the producer stuff you'd ask. Mm -hmm. I don't know how y'all go about that, but I'm sure you get a lot of bum, like, well, we need this, we need a commercial, but yeah what and you're like okay but what's the dates because this is all labor intensive mm -hmm. and we shoot we shoot long days till we get the most out of people because you really look at productions of commercials or or movies or anything they're trying to squeeze as much out of that crew as you can because your budget's so tight and it's never it's almost never right uh i've i've never heard of any of my now I've only been around a lot of bigger productions. I don't. I've never really been in them or uh, on the business side of any of that. But I've been around it enough to know like it. The day like there's never wiggle room on days to shoot, and the crews are expensive once you've hit over that mark. And they're booked, and you can't cancel right. on them. And if you do, and you go overtime, there's there's a lot of things like that. So yeah. how do y'all deal with that? Because I'm driving myself nuts. I kind of think about it in the same way with us. Like we, ha I have freelancers, and I go, look, we have them for this bricked out period. Once we go over that, that's OT, and it's not going to be on us. It's going to be on y'all. Um, a lot of it is, you know, I'm not sure you have to do this, and almost everyone has to do this, but their clients is a little client, you know, manage their expectations a little bit. Um, you don't want them on the day of any set of any production going, you know what would be a great idea or what I saw last night and go, oh, well, hold on now. You can't. Oh, God. We can't. We yes. can't. <laughs> I, I know you were talking with your wife last night, and she thought that this would be a great idea to throw a drone in here, but we, you know, we did not plan for that, and that is outside of your budget. Um, you do it as, you know, as kindly as much as, as much as possible, but then you also do the opposite, which is you do plan for a little margin of error. You don't tell anyone that you plan for it. Yeah. But you do plan for a little margin of error. You do plan for a little bit of, okay, well, it's Florida and it's summer. Mm -hmm. Rain can happen. Right. Most likely. So um, even though the forecast says sunny, plan for an hour or so of a shower that just shows up out of nowhere. So you try to, you know, you try to experience helps with that. Um, you know, knowing kind of ahead of time that when your client says X, Y, Z, what they really mean is a through z yeah <laughs> yeah so and and, and okay. then pointing those pointing those things out to him like hey so i know you said you'll you don't you want it on white but you know the background to be on white but you know looking at your palette looking at your uh, brand and it's orange mm -hmm. uh do you want to sprinkle something in the graphics you know somewhere <laughs> in there i mean you know and you kind of you kind of ask the questions that they forget to ask sure so sure yeah 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 that, that's a good call i mean like I got a lot of, I got like my, my brain's kind of going in 80 directions because the video side, because y'all, the way y'all handle a lot of your work is similar to the way I'm having to deal with it too. So it's like, uh, I don't want to make this a total like, you know, venting session or any of that, but like, <laughs> uh, well, you'll be hitting the punching bag soon for yeah. a lot of that. Uh, I used to do that a lot. I might have to go hit the heavy bag in a little bit, but my thing is like, um, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with those client expectations up front? Do you do you go, hey, this, this, and this can happen, or is it just a waste of time almost to tell that? No, uh, Damien's pretty. He deals with them a lot. Uh, uh, I try not to be we, an I, asshole. I, I, I call him Dracula because he knows how to like <laughs> you know, keep in the microphone, but he knows how to like you know 
a Jedi, Jedi mind, mind trick. He's doing the Jedi mind trick motion right oh, now. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, I'm doing yeah. that with him. <laughs> but he knows how to Jedi mind trick them, but in a good, in a nice way. You know, I think communication from beginning. Yeah. Like you said, communication with them is top. And you know, instead of sometimes instead of talking on the phone, sometimes you're like, no, let's email them and talk to them so there's proof. Yep. That you know. Oh that's, yeah, that's, that's a big so one too. Important yeah, yeah, that, you that you got cover your cover ass. Because well, if not, then <laughs> how about this? I want a video. I want a video set up in here for the podcast, but I want it for my meetings too. Because I want to go. No, no, no. We went over this, this, and this. Here's the video of the meeting we had. Yeah. It's like it's like presenting a court case. Here you go, and here's the video evidence. Ev- you know of you saying this. Well, yeah. I don't, dude. I have to walk into a lot of meetings, like when we're in the thick of it, coming down the pike, and I'm like. I feel like a defense attorney because I'm coming in. Uh, I'm already loaded with stuff to say because wit- witness, w- like witnesses in court, are bad or or really unreliable. If you ever look at the stats, a witness account of what they said or what happened is really unreliable. It's kind of crazy that we use that. We real we do think it's reliable the way we, but statistically. People do not have a good memory of what, what's gone on. I know I have a bad memory, so I started recording stuff because I know my memory sucks so bad. I write down everything or try to record it or do something. And I'm getting to this point where, it, you know, you, we're, I'm working with friends and I'm trying to help them out. And, like, they don't know <clears> – <throat> they don't understand that I'm hooking them up a little bit because I'm not going to go, like, here's the price and then here's your price. Right. I'm not going to do that shit to them and, like – I just tell them, like, hey, I'll hook you up. Just know that I'm hooking you up, and I'm going to be very short about everything. But I feel like a lot of meetings, as I get closer to the end of our project, I, I have to become a, an attorney about it um, and basically come in loaded with r- – I know what they're going to ask about. I already know this is probably going to come up, and then I, I've already got shit ready in the hopper, ready to go. I guess I kind of think about that with uh, – before I go on stage sometimes, and I can see the crowd's rowdy, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I know that that guy in the Maui gym, sunglasses, wearing them inside, I'm going to fuck with that guy. Like, I just know I'm going to have to have stuff, like, ready to go kind of thing. I'm going to say that's probably a, an advantage that you have. I mean, being a comedian, being on stage. Oh, yeah. Um, that, you know, sometimes, the you know, Hector mentions the whole Jedi mind trick Dracula thing, but sometimes it's just, you know, a little bit of levity, a little joke. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, listen, uh, this is going to suck for you, Mr. Client or Mrs. Client, but um, <laughs> I'm just going to let you know it. And just by, you know, breaking the ice a little bit on that, especially when you know you have to give them uh, bad news, whether it's because of their expectations or uh, actually the contract said you're only wanted, you know, these three things and <laughs> now you're wanting 17 things. And then this is the bill. And I told you there'd be a bill. And so so we're going to try to figure out how to have a PM on each job or someone who's the bad cop. Right. Yeah. Whoever's doing the client service side needs to be the cop, needs to be the fun person, needs to be the salesman, mm-hmm. business development side. But we need a bad cop. And that needs to be our project manager on each thing. I don't know if y'all do it that way, but it, I, I've, I've been obsessing about our operations issues, and I feel like it almost has to be that way. Yeah, that definitely does help. Um, we uh, used to be where I was the only face, so I was good and bad cop, which makes it very oh, difficult when you're asking for you know yeah. late you're payments. Not Harvey Dent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're like. Hey, yeah, everything's cool, man. You know, we're working. It was great. I, you know, I won your trust. We got you finally on, on right. the books. And now it's like, now you're late. Now I got to be the jerk. Right. Who, you know, we, we just wind and dine the client for however long it took to land your client. And now I got to turn around and be the jerk who's like, so where's my money? Right. Uh, what's why you're 
60 days late. I yep. mean, come on, really, dude? Yep. Um, and that – You were due on rec- you were due upon receipts. Yeah. 60 days, that hurts our cash flows. Do you yeah, re- exactly. Do you realize you're being an asshole? Yeah, and then and then, then they come back – or you. And, and the sad part about it is that sometimes they're good enough clients that you're like, well, I, I still want to work with you. I mean, you're actually – from, right. from a from – a, from a, from a clients the, and then <laughs> you have to talk like a camp counselor like look here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> like you get on one knee and you're like all right so i still want to work with you but we got to really work on this like yeah yeah no, i gotta be a guidance <laughs> counselor about it yeah and and that's where the bad cop comes in when we could be like listen i need you to go and just be a jerk to them and they can and you don't care if they don't like that other person because they're like you know what dude that's the project manager that's the jerk that's that's the person i don't want to do our it. bookkeeper that's our cfo they're the dick that that's their job is to to call you about this uh, that's going to be our first hire i think full-time hire is going to be someone that does that for us actually um you're going to use your uh, brother-in-law right <laughs> yeah i'm going to use my brother-in-law just to do it because he just he, he doesn't he, he he's just very firm what is he he's uh, not even going to be a full-time person he's just going to be the guy who, j- who just yeah. calls you just to just yeah be the jerk that's all he does i mean 100 jerk he, he does right now he's in finance so you know that's what he deals with right so yeah he, and he has no problems it's like he's mobster kind of guy and he's just like hey give me the money and this is you have to give me the money he doesn't break legs not yet but you know he does (laughs) well there's always going to be bad debt and like whatever if you're ever in a service industry even attorneys deal with bad debt which is almost insane to me because it's like why would you ever not pay why would you not call the person that could fucking ruin your life like Attorneys. That's the one person you gotta. Pay. Right. That's the <laughs> number one person. <laughs> yeah. Maybe arguably before the IRS, because at mm. least the IRS will break you a deal. Like yeah. some attorneys might not. Most are nicer than you think. But like, I. I until you owe them. <laughs> right. Until you owe them, and then, I, look, I'm always gonna have bad debt. We we've kept it low, which is good. But I'm sure y'all have dealt with that too, where people don't pay on time, and that that hurts oh your cash God. flows, which. You know, you guys are probably on a lean strategy like I am, and uh, you know, I think I almost all businesses, yeah. all small businesses, even large businesses, they 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 don't like seeing people not pay. That's w- right, <laughs> not pay, and then be on a yacht with a bunch of beautiful girls in the background. He's he's laughing like, "Who's this? Who's oh. this? I owe you how much? Oh, I'll pay you tomorrow. Hold on, hold on, baby. No, no, don't jump off the boat. We'll be there in a minute." Right, and then he owes you money on the other hand. And then true nev- story, true story, <laughs> never calls you back still, and you're like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we can talk about that off air. <laughs> see how to find that guy. Uh, I can. I can. I got some. I got some nerds that can do some <laughs> hacking. Um, but I guess. W- all right. Damn, we've we've flown by in this. Um, where do y'all see the state of like video uh, video going? Because I don't know what to call it. Video and animation. I don't know what to call y'all sector. It's, really, it's really m- media content creation. I'm, I'm trying to sound like a doctor or anything here. It's right. Just what it is is that now we create media. And it and we create the content, we create this media, and then it is used for whether it's broadcast, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Yeah. It, it gets used in multiple places because you can't just think about one medium anymore. So now when you create the content, you have to kind of think about, well, what are the different forms this is going to work on? Just like uh, with your with web, you know, is it going to be – it's got to work on iPhone and Android and for those few people that have Windows phones, Windows phones as well. Oh, we just broke down that chart, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so – you know, so yeah, it has to work across multiple platforms, and so does the medium that, uh, that we're creating these days. So um, that's yeah. what we basically do. Safari's only used on like 3% of desktop. That was one of the weird wow. ones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought that was strange. I don't know how yeah. – I we yeah. and I broke down the stats, and I was like, hmm. What about iPhones? Do they, do they use Safari? I mean, well, that was, I was just saying desktop. iPhone right. – 
it's still small, smaller than you'd think because it's it's the default browser. But okay. I don't want to I don't want anybody to fall asleep at the wheel or while they're jogging. Okay, l- listen to this <laughs> <laughs> this part. But I'll, I'll have an infographic. The nerd in me started saying what? No, no I'll have an infographic okay. coming out soon because we had to break it down. We're doing video a video header for a client, and mm-hmm. then it's like it's a looping header video, and they're like it's not showing up on Safari on an iMac that's a thunderbolt that's like 27 and a half inches and it's like that's let me show you the percentage of people that will look at that and then in your market it's kind of laggard anyway they're not going to see <laughs> it's like this is such a small percentage that you guys don't want to spend 10 grand trying to make this happen we can but you don't want to anyway um what i was going to say is uh where yeah where do you see this media generation kind of industry going because there, there is threats of, hey, I can just get a GoPro and do whatever. Uh, but once people go through that, I, I mean, I get, I probably get the same amount of people that have tried to use their cousin to make something, and then you know, make a logo or make ads for them or whatever it is, like help them do their operations for their business or strategy or whatever. Uh, I'm sure y'all get a lot of people that have fucked up. Trying to yeah. <laughs> trying to get that family member, that cousin, to go. Yeah, yeah, well, he's got a he bought a red camera, but he doesn't know how to use it. You uh, know. Yeah, well, I definitely know a few or people a, who does that. Or a Canon SD or 5D or what? What is it? I don't know. I don't remember. Doesn't that. doesn't matter. It, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, I think it's ultimately what it boils down to is that there will always be um, people that will gravitate towards um, the mom and pop. Uh, or the cousin or the brother or the sister to work on it and that's fine if you're you know if you're a business and you're or you're just starting up your little home business something like that that might be what works for you and that might be all that you need then there will always be that tier of people that are like listen I'm running a professional business I need professional work I don't want to deal with chasing down your cousin Mm -hmm. to get back to me because he's you know uh doing something or he's out he was out drinking last night and he doesn't have a set schedule (laughs) i need professionals i need someone to show up to to respond and they will always tend to gravitate towards uh our type of companies and and some things that are a little bit more you know stable that have a track record um even if you're an independent contractor if you are a stable and a very dependable independent contractor you're still gonna start um getting that tier of clientele and then there will always be those what I call the larger, you know, uh, behemoths that will always say, okay, well, look, unless you're, you know, have a staff of 50 people and you're at this level, I don't even want to deal with you because um, they have their own expectations and their own things. So there's always going to be like this little tier system. Sure. And you just got to decide where you're going to be at. And in our particular position, we're always going to look at, we don't want to compete for, the the person who wants to deal with their cousin as an animator <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. If that's what if the if that even comes up in the conversation, we're like, okay, well, great, you know, kind of mm. like you, yeah, yeah. great, go ahead and try that out. And if when you're ready to deal with someone professional, come to us. Right. Um, we deal with people that move millions of dollars worth of product. Um, they need to know that we're gonna we have broadcast deadlines, so those are hard, hardcore deadlines. Right. I mean, there's like. Oh, well, I'm a five minutes late. Well, guess what? You missed your air date, and a lot of people lost a lot of money. Um, they don't play. They don't have time for that. So Everything has a deadline for y'all. Yeah, That's it, it it, it, It's an intense headline yeah. or deadline. It's, yeah, it's it, very it, hard. Yeah, very hard. <laughs> so um, there will never we will, n- we will never be in a position where we have to deal, compete directly with someone with 
that technology. That technology might make our jobs easier, but we don't have to compete with that because our clients require a certain amount of um, professionalism. Sure. Um, now, that you can't doesn't mean that you can't be professional with an iPad. You could be an awesome editor with an iPad. Right. That, but it's then kind of boils down to like what you had what said earlier. Well, what can you do with that iPad? How dedicated? How how um, experience how matters. Experience yeah, yeah. With it? How can you can you deliver on time? Can yeah. you deliver the product we need? If you can answer those questions, the technology for us, I mean, yeah, it's scary, but it's only scary because it's only going to dilute the industry a little further. Um, once once the five inevitable, yeah, yeah, once the five D came out and people were able to shoot movies on a, on a, on a still camera, everybody had a camera. Everybody was a videographer. Everybody was yep. a DP. Everybody, w- you know. Yeah, so I, I compare it to pro, like Pro Tools when Pro Tools and uh, the other audio software came out. Oh uh, yeah, not everybody can do music and you know and look how big, you know, how diluted music is now. And that is just a matter of time that I believe personally that the audio and video, I mean, the video is going to be just like the audio where people can do movies. And it could be a good thing because, I mean, you could find, you know, there'd be more directors and more, you know, creative people that might come out of it, you know, but it's I, definitely very scary for me. At the same time, though, I think I think music's music's a little one dimensional to me in a way. Like there's so much more that goes on. like music's like a part of making films you know or mil- making commercials so to me like animation uh, what y'all are doing is a lot more complex than music i think i feel like there's more uh there's more pieces to really putting together something that's well made well what we do is we have a mixed medium similar to um what you do it's yeah you, yours isn't just graphics right yours is graphics and web and marketing and branding and you know what I mean so your your service that you provide is a mixed medium and even though our stuff is content creation um, it is still a mixed medium like I said it has music in it it has video it has animation yeah so I'm it sure is, it is it is it, it is a mixed medium so it is a little bit harder to just put that on in one app right hey, this app will make everything for you so that has become a little bit more difficult but what Hector was saying is correct um, you know, someone might be able to take an app and make some awesome content out of it and make a very successful business out of that. And that does present competition because uh, some people don't know the difference between a good website and a bad one or a good video and a bad one. Yeah. And, you know, that does present competition. So you do have to be aware of it. To, to turn a blind eye to it is just suicide. And I'm a big nerd about, all right, the only way I'm going to prove – because I'm working you, – you guys are working with – probably marketing directors and you're working with uh, uh you're collaborating like i do i, I, I it seems like you guys don't see other other companies your size doing what you're doing as competition necessarily i see them i see it as like well i'll probably collaborate with uh harbor co who's down the street like i don't see i i, I li- i'm like what do they do a lot better than us oh i like some of their design that we don't do I see them as a good person to work with. I see y'all as a good company to work with, but like, um, I had a point to this. He lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if I, that's why I keep the, this is why, this is why I keep this legal pad. If I didn't write it down, but basically it's, he's playing hangman. <laughs> I'm drawing dicks like I'm in high school. <laughs> you can't get me out of that Catholic high school kind of uh, mode, but I'm saying like, uh, I guess I don't think you, you guys see as more pr- progression, and you don't look in the rearview mirror and go, well, well, these guys all have these cameras that they can film on. We're just going to try to keep getting better and better. And like, oh, I, I know where I was going with this. I, 
I don't know how y'all prove ROI on y'all's creative. I can do it a little bit with design, but it's hard to go, here's here's why this video is going to be a lot better than this video. Uh, I, I can rely on stats at least. That's what I try to do. Here's why web design matters. And I can go, you know, there's real estate to a website and there's more important areas and, and too many of the same behavior, just like a menu. Uh, when you go to a restaurant, if it's all three columns, they're all the same. It, it has bad design. Thus, you can't highlight anything to sell more of, you know. Right. Uh, same with a website. With a video, I think that's a little bit harder or animation, right? Because it's like, I can kind of do it, and I have. I go, all right, we're doing video ads. First five seconds, that's what matters. Because if you're scrolling through your Facebook or Twitter, because Twitter's starting to autoplay video now, if you're scrolling through, you've got to keep the ADD of someone. Mm. And if you're doing a commercial, it better be under a minute. God damn. Oh, yeah, it better yeah. be under 30 seconds yeah, if 30 you can. 30 seconds right yeah. now is long. Yeah, like, well, like. I don't even think Instagram will let you do ads that are longer than 30 seconds. So you ha- you got 29 seconds, the first five of which you got to figure out how to catch their attention uh, because there's a major drop-off if you don't have that, just like any speech, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you all have those. How many people do you think have dropped off by now? Uh, <laughs> We, I mean, we don't have a huge audience, but the people that listen really Thank you listen. For saying. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> five th- five hundred to a thousand somewhere in there. So, you know, picture that in a room. That's pretty. This is a good, decent uh, um, audience. Yeah, my some of my clients listen, so they're like, right. "Yeah, I heard you." Uh, <laughs> not talking shit, no, but they're like, "I heard you repeat the same thing you're telling me all the time." I'm like, "Yeah, it's like when you see me do stand up twice, I might repeat some of the jokes. It's these are thoughts I, I have all the time." So. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play repeater, even though my wife's gonna kill me one day. But um, I guess where where do y'all? I'm not gonna ask how you how you prove the value of a video over another because that's that's gonna be way too hard to, especially on a podcast. Describe uh, where do y'all? Where can people see y'all? Uh, get in touch with y'all, and then um, what what do y'all have coming up in the future? Um, well, I mean. I'm not going to completely skip over what you just asked, only okay. because uh, it, there is there is something to be said. Um, what we found is that uh, over the course of the past few years, again, we deal with a lot of clients that sell a lot of products on HSN and things yeah. of that nature. Um, so we calculated uh, just um, over the course of the past like three years. Uh, we didn't calculate this year at all, but uh, last year, uh, so it's from 2013 through 2015, um, 2012, 13, and, uh, yeah, 13, 15. Psh- now 13, 14, audience. and 15. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> <now we're back. laughs> um, Where's the Tito's? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, our clients had generated about an extra $2.2 billion in sales. Okay. So You're um, part of that. Well, actually, they generated like more like $40 billion. Uh, we <sighs> calculated what we were, you know, what we augmented to that. So it was about $2.2 billion, um, versus this is what they were generating a year before, doing the same products. You know, and they started implementing, you know, animations and videos and things of that nature. Wow. This is their percentage of increase. We can uh, calculate for only about maybe only a small percentage of that increase. That comes out to about $2.2 billion. Um, it is rough numbers. It is not ex- an exact science. It is basically, like you said, um, well, my, my website was getting this much traffic. I put a video ad out there, and it increased by 10%. Well, yeah. wha- what does that equal? And then how much of that, aside from everything else you were doing, how much of that do you think was, you know, uh, attributed to the uh, – the video so there are some numbers we have been able to actually prove that there are you know definitely how you present certain things 
to a client and to a, uh, to a consumer who's going to buy something does increase sales because we have to we have to tell people all the time yeah if you're going to invest 10 grand how are you going to get that back and how quickly can you get that back and you have to have something to show that look on an average you're going to get that back within the first round of sales or the second round of sales or the third round of sales you got to be able to show something um so there is there is a reason why people actually they do track everything they they literally track everything. yeah yeah when there I are spikes in sales and everything they, they track everything yeah, and I never, I'm, I'm never one of these Florida hacks that is like, well, by doing this, we're gonna get you X amount, you know, of sales. And it's like that, <laughs> forget that. There's too many variables in business, just yeah, in general. But is. I, you can always go, hey, I, you know, the companies we've worked with, we have increased sales. We're part of this forty billion dollar right. increase. Obviously, you, there's no there. It would be very hard to find that metric to find exactly, but we we think it's roughly roughly a bill, yeah, a bill or two, yeah, yeah somewhere you know if I remember with a B, whatever. that's a B. Yeah, that's a. That's There's three the extra zeros in what you're probably thinking in your head. Yeah, a billion. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and the and the and the reason why it's it's again with everything else you you look at companies and even your own clients will tell you they'll sit there and go, hey that worked fantastic sold out and you can do the math and go okay you sold how many right like that? I'm okay all right good good for you guys <laughs> yeah. um, sweet sweet uh, God I need points on that next time yeah um, yeah but and you then know, the time you make a rev share plan it's like oh fuck C company went bust and you're like god <laughs> damn it ah i've done only, those only. I've, I've done those before um so yeah. there's there's those things but so you can't do you know some calculations but i think for the most part i mean we're 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 happy to help anybody who is looking at um you know whether when we do have those two models we have the model which is the show up pay we consult do our thing yep. you go you make money yeah and we have the revenue share model that we're starting to play with a little bit more um it really it, that's a selective model though <laughs> very selective model so Better please that. do not hit us up with a bunch of ideas of things so that their website's at 208 monkeys if you got any <laughs> ideas on how to sell you need video and you need rev share plan only products under a hundred dollars please oh my gosh uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no here, the idea is grow, grow with models. them yeah grow with them that's yeah. that's kind of and you you're gonna create your own criteria i've done it too uh i've revamped how we've done it because we've 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 been on the wrong end of that and that's mm -hmm. fine um, but it, it makes you go, okay, what are we looking for? And I, I have a, a, about a half of it is the criteria of the personality of the, the boss, the contact person, the whole business. Yeah. How do they really act? Yeah, if you're going to go to bed with somebody, you really want to know a little bit about them before you do that. Yeah. Just don't drink Jaeger and just get in the sack with anybody. You know? we, yeah. We made no. it a solid rule never to do business while drunk. We've yeah. done that a couple of We've times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, turns out. Uh, yeah. It so starts off bad. as a great business meeting. You have a few drinks into it and then you're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Let's just go ahead. We'll and give you 10 animations for just, you know, uh, 1%. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That hurts. Yeah. My dick just shriveled into my body. Yeah. Yeah. So we made a vow never, or at least one of us has to be sober. <laughs> because it's hard to say no to a client when so they So for the next 16 drink. weeks, I'm going to get <laughs> hammered while he has to do business. <laughs> I don't think there's a better way to end than that. Thank you all for coming on. Oh, Peace. man. Thank you. Yeah.